Well, January actually marks the end of Alzheimer's Awareness Month, but the beginning of a new podcast series launched by the University of Victoria called to mind stories of love and memory loss. Do you know who I am? No. Not at all? Not really. Oh, okay. I'm Brenda, your daughter. Oh, my daughter. Brenda Lee. Brenda Lee. Yeah. I'd love to get into the world of coaching people who look after people with dementia. Because um, there's certain things that you learn along the way. And one of them is you take every minute of respite. The podcast host is Deborah Sheets, a nursing professor with the Institute on Aging and Lifelong Health at UVic. And she joins me now. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Ben. I guess just to start at the beginning, what was the inspiration behind doing a podcast about this? Yeah, the inspiration was that podcasts are a great way to share information, but they're also so engaging, which is so different from other forms of media. Um, and I'm hoping that the podcast can inspire people to take some action because they really focus on caregivers who are often overlooked and taken for granted in society. You know, they step into the caregiving role and before you know it, first you're taking dad to the doctor and then you know, all of a sudden you're doing groceries and banking and the work continues to build and families do that lovingly, but there can be a lot of burnout involved. And so the idea of the podcast is, is to provide personal stories, to share information, and then also to get people to reflect on, on really what we're doing to caregivers and how maybe we need to take some action to, to provide a bit more support so that they don't get burnt out and they can continue to do some of this work. I mean, you've spent a long time looking into this, into these a phenomenon or into these matters, uh, I, I should put it, what made you decide that there was a need out there for this kind of information and to hear these voices, both of those with dementia, but also those taking care of them? Yeah, caregivers often get really overlooked. And we decided we really wanted to focus on caregivers because the stories are so important to to tell. And um, Basically, my, my hope was that this, this podcast would help deepen empathy and understanding in a very personal way of caregiving. Um, and for those who are living with dementia, in particular, caregiving for people living with dementia, because caregivers of people living with dementia have a lot more stress. About 46% of caregivers report some distress when they're caring for someone with memory loss, compared to about one in four caregivers of persons with physical disabilities. Um, memory loss imposes more strain on caregivers. I remember seeing a stat that something like 87% of caregivers would really like the general public to know a lot more about what it's like to care for someone with dementia. Yeah, that's exactly the statistics. So the idea behind the podcast was also to, to just try to help people understand the realities. Um, I was particularly interested in focusing on caregivers of persons with dementia because there is so much stigma around dementia. About half of all Canadians um, say that they'd be ashamed or embarrassed if they had dementia. And so caregivers get a bit of that stigma by association. And so I think we're trying to highlight that people with caregivers need to be included. They need to, we need to try to reduce social isolation. We need to keep them connected within their communities as well. Some of the voices we heard in that trailer and the first episode focuses on a woman named Brenda and her mother, who during this episode is 100, turns 101, Dorothy or Dot. Um, I found them to be a very, seemed to be a, the perfect embodiment of what you were trying to do. Maybe share a bit about their story. 
Yeah. So Brenda brought Dot home from a long-term care residence during COVID. She was unable to be there for Dot's 100th birthday. She had to wave at her mom on the fifth floor because, you know, COVID pretty much shut down everyone. And even though she was an essential visitor, she really had no rights or privileges to be able to see her mom. She finally couldn't bear it any longer. So she took her mom out and brought her home and uh, got to spend the last nine months um, before her mom passed this past September with her. And I was able to go over and sit with them and talk and, and hear some of the stories that, you know, Dot had about her life. And, uh, and I thought how wonderful, but even Brenda had her moments where she was stretched so thin, she would just have to go off in a car and, and have a little bit of a weep (laughs) because there were moments when her mom would have some um, delusions and medications needed to be adjusted. And, you know, dementia is kind of, it's a very um, dynamic sort of process and you've got good days and bad days. And we hoped with this podcast to show not only the really, you know, positive moments, but also some of the challenges that caregivers face. Um, What I'd like to say is that, you know, caregiving is rewarding, but it's really demanding and complex. And we ask people with little or no training to take on managing medications and managing, providing a lot of care to their family members. They are really the backbone of the healthcare system. They provide 75% of the care that's needed by Canadians living at home. And currently 28% of, of Canadians provide care for family members. Um, these numbers are going to increase because we have an aging population and we also have fewer people that are able to step into caregiving. So there are a lot of strains in our, in our system. Um, so it's going to be, we've got some challenges in the years ahead and uh, we're going to have to have to figure out um, how we can, can address some of that. I know that you focus this podcast on stories of the pandemic and, and, Brenda and Dorothy's story reminds us of so many of those birthdays being celebrated through windows and people waving and so on. And I was curious about the impact because clearly Brenda had, had her mom was in a home and I suppose Brenda must've thought that would be that. And then all of a sudden she found herself thinking that, you know, she can't um, live out her days this way. So it must've been a real challenge for caregivers or, or any child with a parent with dementia during the pandemic. To, to make that decision. Was that something that became very common or was that something that, that you noticed in your research? It's so common. There was a whole Facebook group that was sharing stories about their family members in, in nursing homes during the pandemic and how frustrated and angry they were that they couldn't get in to, to help. Most people living in long-term care are only allocated about three and a half hours, less than three and a half hours of care a day. That's for everything, bathing and eating and and. Families are a key part of socialization, and they are also the eyes and ears that are in there helping their loved ones. I knew one caregiver who actually her husband was in long-term care and her mother. So you can imagine, you know, um, she ended up bringing her mother home also, but she couldn't bring her husband home. She couldn't manage to take care of both of them. So I'm hoping the podcast really provide this very honest look into the challenges of caregiving and the and the rewards. We tried to have a diverse group of caregivers. We've got a mother-daughter, we've got an LGBT couple, we've got a husband-wife. And uh, the caregiving challenges can differ a little bit. If you're also a wife with chronic conditions taking care of your husband, um, you know, that story reveals some different things than, than someone who's a daughter. And Brenda was quite a bit, you know, her mother was 101, but Brenda's in her fifties. And so she has a lot more energy even than a daughter who might be in her seventies. So it's, yeah. they, they provide an interesting contrast. I think the stories. 
I'm speaking with Deborah Sheets, a nursing professor with the Institute on Aging and Lifelong Health at the University of Victoria and the host of Call to Mind, a podcast series, Stories of Love and Memory Loss. Um, one of the things that really stood out to me about Brenda and Dorothy's story was, was Brenda's description of the difficulties of caring for someone who doesn't know who you are. Oh my gosh, maybe, it's heartbreaking. It is. Um, yeah. Maybe you could explain a bit about what you heard from Brenda, just about the challenges of, of, of being a caregiver to someone who may not recognize you day in, day out. Yeah, yeah. And her mom did have good days where she did recognize Brenda. And then there were days when she was like, where am I? You know, who are you? <laughs> and mm. so, you know, you have to go through that constant process of reorienting. I think Brenda was particularly good at at supporting her mom by providing familiar um, playlist so her mom could listen to songs that she loved and kind of just reorienting her without, um, you know, you kind of have to be in the moment when someone has memory loss. You can't always be correcting them. So you try to create positive emotions because we know that the interactions, the feelings that you get from interacting with others persist. And so she tried to keep her mom happy and, you know, kind of understanding where she was, but it was hard for her. It's, it's heartbreaking when your own mom doesn't recognize you anymore and you're providing so much care. And certainly, I mean, when we look at the statistics, the, the just the sheer number of, I mean, I think there's half a million people in Canada today living with dementia. We expect that to nearly double in the next 10 years because of an aging population. So it feels like this is such an important time to share this message with people out there because so many of us may find ourselves with aging parents in a similar situation. I had a lot more to ask you about, specifically about the role of music, because you just mentioned it, in 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 keeping, in sort of normalizing to some extent, I don't know if that's the right word, that relationship between mother and daughter as she was caring for. I'm back with Deborah Sheets, a nursing professor with the Institute on Aging and Lifelong Health at the University of Victoria and the host of a new podcast called Call to Mind, Stories of Love and Memory Loss that documents um, different caregivers caring for people with dementia from uh, from all walks of life and from all different relationships and backgrounds. And one of the things that was really interesting about uh, Dorothy and Brenda, who you focus on, this is Brenda, the daughter of Dorothy, who is about 100, 101 in this episode, who has dementia. One of the really interesting things I found was just the use of music and how you weave that through the episode and how important music was to, to Dorothy's happiness to some extent. How did that work? And what is it about music that's so important uh, for people with dementia? Music is kind of magical. We call it a super stimulus that really taps into memories because even as certain parts of your brain may not be working as well, music can can bring back memories of, of previous years. Now, all of the caregivers in our podcast series were involved in an intergenerational choir for persons living with dementia and, and their caregivers. And we partnered with local high schools and we had a professional choir director. And so everyone that we interviewed that, that we gave the that we collected the audio recordings from was involved in music. Um, Brenda and her mom sang in a choir that we had in a long-term care facility. Um, and some of that music, that love for music comes through, I think, in, in most of the podcasts. Um, so my colleagues and I founded this, um, this choir and we did some research on the impact of music. And what we found is that it actually slowed the rate of cognitive decline by about half of what was expected according to national samples. It reduced depression. It lifted, it, it reduced or decreased caregiver distress. Um, caregivers found support from talking with other caregivers. People living with dementia found new friends that they could talk to. And it became quite a lovely caring community. And Voices in Motion is now a, a charity and there are five choirs in Victoria. And it's managed to make it through the pandemic. People 
we're only able to sing online, but there's um, a number of like Zoom choir recordings that were created that are lovely. And it really points to the importance of having community and continuing to engage with music and to participate and contribute in ways that you find meaningful. And I think it can be really hard when you have dementia to remember that you can still have a good life. You are not your dementia. That's one aspect of who you are. You're living with that, but people live with a lot of other conditions and, and usually don't face the stigma that dementia brings. So we need to find ways to create a more dementia-inclusive um, community where people have opportunities to paint, to participate in choirs, um, to do things that they enjoy. When you looked at the other, I mean, I've spoken a lot about about uh, Brenda and Dorothy because that was the pilot, um, you know, the first episode available. But tell me a bit about the other, some of the other commonalities you found in each of these caregiving relationships um, and, and, and the advice you have for caregivers out there about, mm-hmm. you know, who, who I'm, I gather just from listening to the first podcast, a lot of whom feel very isolated just because of the sheer demands of being the caregiver. Yes, exactly. It's a good point, Ben. I think one of the things that really comes through is the importance of making sure that you um, take advantage of respite care, that you have other family members that give you a little bit of time off so that you can take a break, um, that you don't have to be the only sole support for your family member. Um, so using resources, um, staying engaged within your community so that and, and helping other people to understand, you know, that you're a caregiver, having that identity, like people just think, oh, I'm being a daughter, or this is what a spouse does. It's important to identify as a caregiver so that you understand that um, you're not just being a daughter, you're doing a lot more. And, and there are some resources out there to provide support. There were a lot of moments in the Dorothy and Brenda podcast that reminded you that a parent with, with dementia is not, can bring beauty as well. Yes. Isn't that lovely? I mean, um, having dementia forces you to kind of be in the moment with the person that you're providing care for. And I think what we see in some of these stories is, is that importance of just kind of being there and not trying to, Brenda talks a little bit about, oh, you know, you could be running around trying to do laundry, you know, like you would with a small child when they take a nap or something, you you run around and you try to do all these things. And she learned to kind of just like be in a different time with her mom to kind of enjoy those precious moments because it's not going to go on forever. And the laundry and other things can wait or get some support to help with, with those kinds of things. What's most important really is that relationship that you have with the person that you love so much. And so to not, to take care of yourself and to really focus on, on those moments that you share. I know that, uh, that Deborah uh, passed away uh, since this was, this was recorded. Um, Dorothy rather yeah, passed away. D- Dorothy passed mm-hmm. away. Did, did Brenda have any memories of sort of, was she happy to have taken part in this as sort of a, a memorial to as well to her mom? Oh my gosh, I I really hope the podcast brings a lot of comfort and reminds her of those precious moments. You know, I'm hoping that this podcast inspires other people to pull out their audio recorders. I mean, we just used uh, um, smartphones and had people place them nearby while they were doing different activities with their family member. And, um, you know, that's something that most people can do. And if there's enough interest, I'm hoping that I can put together a little bit of a toolkit to help other people begin to capture some of these moments with their family members. And for those who are interested, where and when can they find um, this podcast? This podcast is being released on January 31st on almost every podcast site you can think of. So iTunes and others. Um, So again, it's called Call to Mind. 
There's also a website called call to mind um, podcast.org. I'm sorry, dot com. Mm-hmm. And that'll be up on Monday as well. And uh, well, it's, it's, it was fast. It was a fascinating listen. I highly recommend people uh, check it out, especially you know if you find yourself in a caregiver situation, but also anybody else who happens to be interested in finding out more about, about people living with dementia and those that care for them as well. Deborah Sheets, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Ben. It's a pleasure.